Sports Talk 1050 WTKA. The Ticket. Welcome back Inside the Huddle. Like us on Facebook at Inside the Huddle WTKA. Hey, welcome back to Inside the Huddle. Joining us on the phone, one of the three co-hosts of Blue by 90 podcast, which... uh, we have uh, partnered up with uh, at uh, Sports Illustrated Wolverine Digest to provide uh, some extra content. They've got uh, you know three guys that have got a lot of ideas about Michigan football, uh, and so far I have been uh, really impressed uh, with uh, with their their analysis, with their humor. Had a good time on their podcast uh, last week, uh, and if that wasn't enough, then our guest right now, Justin Rowe, actually even has some Michigan football connections. Justin, how are you today? I'm doing good, Spath. I uh, I heard you were a little tired over there. I don't have any children, so I got a full night's sleep. So I'll try to be a jolt of energy today uh, for you guys here. I appreciate it, Justin. Yeah, you know, I got some I got some energy in that first thirty minutes as we were talking about some some Big Ten uh, potential scheduling, and and I, I know I sent you some questions yesterday, some things we we're going to talk about. But before we get to that, and I learn a little bit, we learn a little bit more about Blue by Ninety. You know, I, I, in, in case you weren't listening uh, just a few minutes ago, uh, one of my sources from uh, the TV side of things really wants the Big Ten to play twelve conference games this year. They've eliminated the non-conference. They've eliminated forty-two con- non-conference games. That's 42 games that the TV partners uh, just got dropped from their schedule. And so they want to have those 42 games made up. And since the Big Ten has announced this in-conference-only uh, scheduling, uh, why can't they have 42 more conference games? So if they played a 12-game conference slate this year, what are your thoughts about uh, that, that, that move by the Big Ten? Yeah, I think that it, you know, from the TV perspective, obviously they want it. From the conference perspective, obviously they want it. You know, from somebody that I spoke to inside the the financial part of the university, if football isn't played this year, it's a $1 billion plus loss for the Big Ten Conference. So they want to have those games. I think, you know, you had talked about it before about teams being concerned about staying overnight. And so, I, I would be concerned if Michigan or any other team, you know, was traveling to Penn State. You know, that's a 10-hour bus ride, same to Iowa. So that would be what I would be concerned about with um, traveling that far and adding those games, as well as um, I've heard you and other people talk about, you know, adding a couple more bye weeks in there in the middle of the season to help out with if, if um, guys do test positive for COVID, they can kind of rearrange get things um, back up and running hopefully get guys healthy so I think it's a good idea from a TV perspective as a football fan myself I would love to see more football I think you're in the same boat there but um, I just I don't know if the schools are going to be on board with uh, with the Big Ten um, there in getting more conference games 
talking to Justin Rowe, one of the co-hosts of Blue by 90 podcast. And Justin, uh, before we move forward here, tell us, uh, tell the audience a little bit about Blue by 90 and the team there that, uh, that you're working with. Yeah, so uh, we've got a podcast going with uh, myself, Jack Scheel, and Kalen McKay here. Um, and really, it, it was, you know, we, we listened to you guys there. We listened to a lot of other insiders. And our, our whole thing was we've listened to the insiders reporting news. And, you know, you're just so boring on the radio, Spath. So we wanted some comedy, some humor in it. And, and we wanted to hear people talk about sports the way that we talk about it, uh, just, you know, amongst each other. So uh, we, we try to add some, some humor in it. And then, you know, for Michigan fans, I feel like we need to, uh, you know, play with, you know, be lighthearted and not take everything so serious because if Michigan, ta- if Michigan fans take everything so seriously, they're going to have a bad time come Thanksgiving every year. I'm so, a tour baby, um, baby, 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 baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have fun, Miz. That was a that was a low blow, man. Wow, Michael Spatz, <laughs> juicy nugget. Show, goodness. <laughs> All right, I'll give you a little credit there. You guys are fun. You, you, we actually we had a ton of fun with you on our podcast uh, last week. You, I was the butt of most of the jokes, so I will say you do have some humor in you, Spatz. Well, you're right. You were the butt of most jokes on your own podcast. So if I can't be the butt of the jokes uh, from you on the on the flip side, then then I'm living up to my label of being a a not fun person. So uh, feel free to have at it um, for this entire time that uh, that you are on. You know, Justin, you said if you're not having any fun with it, if you're then then you're going to come to Thanksgiving. And you're always going to be disappointed. And let me ask you this question: Even before the Big Ten announces. Uh, whether it's a 10-game slate or a 12-game slate or a 13-game slate uh, this particular year, do you think it's fair to have the same expectations for for your program in a COVID-19 football season than you would in any other football season? I actually don't think that's fair to say because there are so many other variables. There, There may be, you know, what happens if Justin Fields is out with COVID for, you know, a stretch here? What happens? Nobody knows what's going to happen here. Um, there may be games fully canceled because a team can't field a full team or they're worried about an outbreak because so many guys get sick or, or get infected. So I don't think you can have the same expectations. This may be a year where somebody that we're – some team that we're not expecting to be great ends up, you know, 9-0 and at the end of the year just because of the way the schedule plays out. So it's not your typical year. I don't think – I actually don't think it'll be, you know, Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State, Wisconsin at the top of the, the um, conference by the end of the year. And I think that might be the same case in other conferences too just because of how things are going. And then, you know, when it comes down to statistics and how your players are doing and how your team's doing, you know they don't. Ha- they haven't had the same preparation all su- all summer, all spring. So as as Michigan goes, you know, as far as the quarterback position goes, nobody knows what's going to happen there. So how can you say that it's going to be a typical season? You can have those same expectations when there's so many variables, not as much preparation, and all that going into it. Well, Justin, I'll give you. I mean, you make two really good points, and look. All of us are maybe we're kind of keeping it 
off to the side, not thinking a lot about it. But, yes, I mean, we've already seen programs like Ohio State and Clemson and LSU and Houston and Texas and on and on and on announce that they've either suspended workouts or they're changing something about workouts because players have tested positive for COVID. And while so many people, former players and, you know, current players and People in the media say, well, most of these players are asymptomatic. Most of these players won't get sick. We're playing a dangerous game by always saying most. Most is such a, it's not all, okay? Players, like, players are getting COVID. Players right now are testing positive for the coronavirus, and for us to sit back and go like, well, but they probably won't have any very many effects from it or something like that. Like, that is a, that is a bad thought for us to have. Like, players are getting this. And we just can't say, like, well, they're young and healthy, and so it's not impacting them. It's impacting them in some capacity. And so I think it's dangerous for us as fans and and people in the media to think that, you know, just sending these guys back, and if they get COVID, all is going to be fine. But to your point, when someone gets this, they're going to have to be quarantined for 14 days. And so if, if you do lose Justin Fields the week before the Michigan game, if you lose aiden hutchinson the week before the michigan state game that's going to have a profound effect on the matchup between teams and i think i think to to your point i agree with you that if you're going into the year saying hey uh you know it's big time tyler buster i'm going to be super pissed at, at jim harbaugh i think that's unfair because we just there's so many uh mitigating factors in this particular football season yeah i 100 percent agree with you there it, it, it's it's that you can't have the same expectations. And I go back to, you know, as far as COVID goes, yeah, some may be asymptomatic. Some might have symptoms, though. And if it's, you know, if COVID, you know, maybe hopefully they're not dying, obviously. But what if they have the flu-like symptoms? I don't think there are many players out there that can or would play through the flu. So not only, you know, yes, they are hopefully not dying, but it still is affecting them, like you just said, um, you know, we I go back to the Michael Jordan flu game. You know, I don't think that Aiden Hutchinson or Quiddy Pay can do that. You know, not Michael Jordan is a once in a lifetime athlete. So although these guys are the top, you know, one percent in athlete of athletes in the in the world and their bodies and everything are are you know ready for anything. There's still so many, so much that goes into it there, and so many risks there, and, and all the unknowns, especially with uh, the virus. And so, yeah, I 100% agree with you there. And you can't say, I, I don't want people to be saying if, if Michigan goes, uh, you know, six and three at the end of the year on a nine game schedule, if that's what it is. Oh, fire Harbaugh. You know, it, it's, it, mm-hmm. it, we shouldn't have as Michigan fans, Michigan fans shouldn't have that same expectation, the same thing as, as a normal season. Well, and your other point about it was the quarterback sort of thing is a was a great point is, you know, if you're coming into this year and you're Michigan and Ohio State, well, Ohio State has an established quarterback, and even though they lost out on spring practice and they lost out on workouts in May and early June, Justin Fields ha- is is a guy who has started uh, what 14 games for Ohio State in in 2019. I mean, he's a guy who's proven. He's a guy who. Uh, has has had great success. Michigan's got two quarterbacks that they are optimistic about, but didn't get a spring practice, didn't get early summer workouts. Who knows what sprint, what fall practice is going to look like? And so, 
Yeah, I mean, all things are not equal between the two programs, and they're not equal for other reasons, too, but they're not equal because of the quarterbacks right now. And, you know, there's going to be conversation, and I hope I'm not guilty of it, saying, like, well, you know, once again, Jim Harbaugh can't develop a quarterback, but it's like, well, you didn't have you didn't have uh, the, the 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 15 practices of the in the spring. You didn't have the summer. He didn't have the normal opportunity to develop these two quarterbacks. Yeah, and I think that you look at Dylan McCaffrey and you look at Joe Milton. They have all the talent in the world. To me, it looks like both of them could come in and step in and be a great quarterback. But there's so much more to it than just having that talent. These guys need the reps in the spring, in the summer, together. I know Dylan McCaffrey is, you know, wherever with his family, with Christian and and his uh, dad, Ed, doing, you know, going out and running routes. But he's not in Ann Arbor, in Chambeckler Hall, running routes with Ronnie Bell and Nico Collins and handing the ball off to Hassan Haskins and, and Zach Charbonnet. That means a lot because you need to get that rhythm and chemistry with those guys to know, when, when Ronnie Bell's coming out of his break, where exactly is he going to be? How hard do I need to throw that ball? He's going to come out of the break different than Mike Stainer still or Giles Jackson. So it, it's the chemistry part to me that's going to be really hurt because those guys haven't gotten those reps. I do know Joe Milton has been working in Ann Arbor um, quite a bit with uh, some of these guys. So maybe, you know, maybe he has a better chemistry and, and, and maybe gets the nod because of that. But between that and that leadership where these guys, neither of these guys have been the guy running the offense. So it's hard for all these other guys maybe to buy in to a guy, you know, while he's trying to lead the offense and say, oh, yes, I trust in everything he's going to do just because they haven't seen it at all. Mm-hmm. We're talking to uh, Justin Rowe, one of the three hosts of Blue by 90 podcast. Uh, Justin, talking about some of those players and and quarterback uh, will certainly be the position everybody's paying attention to in fall practice, as we always do. Uh, What other position battles are you most invested in uh, as as both a fan and as a podcast host uh, when fall practice begins? You know, there's two of them here, and um, they're both on the offensive side of the ball still. But the first one is just the running back room as a whole. Um, I actually talked about this with uh, Brandon Brown the other day, and and, um, the running back room, our running back, Michigan's running back room now is actually more talented from a recruiting standpoint, recruiting ranking standpoint, than Ohio State's is. So um, it, it is very talented, and what I worry about, is is it too crowded now? Are there enough snaps to go around? Because in my opinion, there's always been, you know, at tra- when I think of Travis Etienne or, um, you know, J.K. Dobbins, they were the guy. They're, they're getting 70 to 80% of the snaps, and they can get in a rhythm and they can feel comfortable in that backfield. When you go 50-50 with Hassan Haskins and Zach Charbonnet, I don't think those guys can get into as much of a rhythm and then you add in Chris Evans and you add in um, Blake Corum, you know, who's supposed to be a stud coming in. Where is that going to end up? Is there going to be a guy that emerges or is it going to be kind of a running back by committee? How is uh, Josh Gaddis going to, uh, going to analyze that and work all of them into some plays there? And then um, the other one is the wide receiver position. 
I know you're very hot on Giles Jackson, um, and we talked about this on our podcast last week too, um, but but where was Mike Sainer still this year? Where will Mike Sainer still come into the to the fold here? Um, you know, Ronnie Bell obviously got a ton of, of reps and, and catches last year and really broke out as a star. Is he going to move to the outside? How do those guys, you know, obviously Nico is, is going to cement himself on the outside as well. How do all those guys fit into the mold here? Because you only have 70 snaps a game for these guys to get in. Uh, you know, how, how can you spread the ball around enough that everyone's happy and it's working in rhythm and uh, it makes the offense successful? Justin, uh, switching to the defensive side of the ball, and one of the big uh, conversation pieces that came out in the last 24 hours, uh, the Hintons, Chris Hinton's parents, have been uh, some of the leading advocates across the country uh, for for football players, and essentially, you know, have have, written, have penned letters, have uh, created this uh, amazing network among parents, um, essentially saying like, what what is being done? Like, we want to know protocols. We want to know what the NCAA is doing to protect our sons in college football. And yesterday it came out that the Hintons uh, were discussing a little bit about, you know, maybe not letting Chris play. Now Chris is 19 years old; he's a grown man. But if if they made a family decision that Chris Hinton would sit out this year because they didn't trust the protocols in place, a what do you think about that from a from a just a perspective of you know of of players deciding to sit out on their own, and second of all, how would that impact Michigan football if Chris Hinton sat out the 2020 season? Well, you know what? I don't blame the Hintons at all for doing this. I think it is actually fantastic for them to take control of the situation and say, hey, we as parents and our sons are putting themselves in danger here. Whether we like to you know, admit that or not, there is a risk, obviously, of them playing. And, and I think from, you know, some people would say the exploitation uh, from the, by the NCAA of these student-athletes because they aren't paid and the NCAA makes billions of dollars off them. So why, why wouldn't you, if you're the Hinton, say, my son's not making any money yet. Why am I going to put him in risk here when I could say, let's, sit, let's have him sit out and then he can go to the NFL, you know, the following year or, or play again next year in the NCAA, whatever he wants to decide. But um, I know you talked to the, you talked to Craig Rowe uh, a few weeks ago, and he said most guys would do just about anything to play this game of football, right? And I think Chris Hinton is probably in that same, uh, same boat, and so are the majority of the players on Michigan and throughout the country. But from the parents' perspective, you know, that's their boy. That is their son, their pride and joy. So I, I, don't, see, I don't see any problem with them doing that. And I can see it happening more and more, especially with guys that are even, you know, above a Chris Hinton, where it's, you know, Trevor Lawrence or it's somebody who is a, a lock for a top five, top ten draft pick and doesn't really have much else to prove. Why would they go out and, and play and risk something when they could sit out and still be a, a top five draft pick in 2021? Well, you mentioned Trevor Lawrence. I can't understand in any world why Trevor Lawrence plays football this year. I, even even if, you know, as Craig said, as Devin Gardner's told me, football players play football and he's a quarterback, 
you have got the overall injury factor. He's going to be, if he's not the number one pick in the 2021 NFL draft, he's at least in the top three. Uh, he's won a national championship as a true freshman. He's played in two national championship games overall. He's got nothing to prove. And if he were to put himself in a position where he gets COVID, even if he's asymptomatic, I don't. I would not. If I if I was Trevor Lawrence, I would a hundred percent not play football in 2020. And I'm honestly a little surprised that more big name guys have already have already not come out and said that they're that they're just going to sit out the season. Maybe they just they, you know, maybe that's a that's the football culture of like, hey, I can't show any weakness. Maybe it's the football culture of, you know, certainly understand like the 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 idea of like I'm part of a team and these are my brothers. Maybe they just don't be the first one to do it, but I think after the first one does it, you're going to see other players do the same thing. I 100% agree with you. We've seen it so much in the past few years with guys sitting out bowl games. Nick Bosa sit out, sat out half the season because of it, and I don't know what his injury was actually like, but there's it's it's been trending that way that guys are sitting out because they see the value of money in the NFL, and there's not as much value for them to play in the NCAA once they have proven themselves. So for these big-name guys, and I actually think it'll be not even that top five, top ten. It'll be some guys that are like, you know what, I am good with a first-round draft pick. I don't really see myself getting up to a top ten or, or you know, improving my draft status. Jalen Mayfield might be one of those guys. He's a guy that's kind of pinned in there as as a mid-first-round, late-first-round draft pick. And and so maybe he says, you know what, I'm actually good with that. The money's there for me. I don't want to risk it. Not only risk getting COVID, but also risk playing and then playing not as good as people think. And then all of a sudden he's dropping in the draft board. So there's all that to – especially with all the variables that we've talked about, you know, just with the schedule – with everything else, with not uh, enough preparation for these guys that they normally would. So maybe they don't play as well as they could have with all the preparation of spring practice and summer. I can definitely see these guys sitting out more and more and more. Well, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on. Uh, Justin, for those out there listening, uh, how how do they see, how do they listen, how do they watch the Blue by 90 podcast? Yeah, so we are at Blue by 90 on any podcast streaming, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anything out there. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Blue by 90, Twitter at Blue by 90, and then on YouTube as well at Blue by 90 Podcast. We put up some videos up there too. Um, so give us a follow. We'll, I promise we'll try to make you laugh. Um, come uh, come over, uh, crack a beer while you're listening, and, and enjoy some uh some humor while we put in at least a little bit of analysis into some of our sports takes too. All right, Justin. Well, thanks very much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Uh, you will be invited back, uh, but probably not until I have the other guys on because I just want to be fair to everybody. That is, that is fair. They, they would love to as well. So, um, yeah, thanks for having me. This was awesome. Um, I'd love to be back soon. All right, that was Justin Rowe of the Blue by 90 podcast, and you can uh, read his stuff at uh, wolverinedigest.com too.